What is up, everybody? It's episode number four of Wex Appeal Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. Today on the show, we are going to talk about my update with the carnivore diet. I lasted two weeks. I'll tell you why I'm not doing it. Um, I love it, but I'll tell you why that all went down. And I am super excited that the CrossFit Games are here this week. We are less than a week away from watching a whole bunch of super fit people throw down in aromas. And I'm here to tell you what I'm looking forward to. You're also going to get two episodes this week. Looking forward to a special guest on the next episode. We're also going to talk about Fat Man. Now, if you haven't heard about this, stay tuned. We're not just talking about any Fat Man. We're talking about Mel Gibson as Fat Man. And it's legit. You want to stay tuned to that. And also, we are going to read the Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook. And we're going to give you a healthy tip on how to survive in the worst case scenario. Stay tuned. Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery coming up now. What is up, everybody? And welcome to today's episode. And today's episode is actually very special because it is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company. And if you don't know who they are, it is worth looking up at DukeCannon.com. It's the last bar of soap you're ever going to need. And the reason I say that, let me tell you about their purpose. Their purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hardworking men, tested by soldiers, made in the USA, and they value hard work, family, community, bacon, and country. Hoorah. If that doesn't get you fired up over a bar of soap, I don't know what does. But let me tell you about their soaps. They actually have what's called the big ass brick of soap. It's not so big that it beeps when it backs up, but it's big. Okay, the the big ass brick of soap is modeled after the rough cut brick style of soap used by GIs during the Korean War, and at a hefty ten ounces. That's right, ten ounces. Each brick of soap is about three times the size of common soaps and lasts much longer. And this isn't your common soap. This isn't your your Irish Spring or or zest or or dove these you know frou-frou soaps that you get off the shelf with all these chemicals and things in it these are men's soap they have some of their packages that they have they have the beer and bourbon box with flavors from buffalo trace whiskey budweiser old milwaukee fresh squeezed ipa if beer and whiskey are not your flavor for soap, you can get the Frontier 40, which is fresh cut pine, campfire, leaf and leather, midnight swim are some of the, um, the, the scents. Or they have um, their El Cuatro four count variety that has victory, naval diplomacy, productivity, productivity wins the day, and just smells like accomplishment. They're awesome. I love the soap. They have many different products as well that you can go through, but the soap is what I've been using and also their cologne. So their cologne is not like the normal spray-on cologne. It's actually oil-based, like a little wax. So you open up the tin, rub a little bit on your fingers, rub it on your neck, rub it on your, on your wrists. Good for all day. Smells amazing. And all the same scents as you get in the soaps in, the, in this cologne, and it is by far my favorite cologne I've ever worn. Duke Cannon also is very serious about giving back to the men and women serving our country. And that's why I like them as well. Um, and that's also why a portion of all proceeds go directly towards supporting veteran causes. And some of the causes that they support are the Honor Flight, 
the MWTSA, which is Military Working Dog Team Support Association, Canines for Warriors, Folds of Honor, um, and others. They they just they want to give back to our men and women who have served our country and who are continuing to serve our country. And for that alone, and also being made in the USA, they get my vote, and I am going to be supporting them as well. Now, how does that relate to us? Well, if you go on DukeCannon.com and you use the promo code BB. Wex Appeal, so B-B-W-E-X-A-P-P-E-A-L, all caps, you're going to get 10% off your first order. So get on there, put in the promo code BBWEXAPPEAL, get 10% off your first order. You will not be disappointed. They are by far the best place to go for some amazing soap. What is up, everybody? Episode number four, so fresh and so clean. We are sponsored by Duke Cannon. You heard all about it. Check it out. It is legit. I first found Duke Cannon Supply when we were in the hospital with our fourth child being born. They kept us in the hospital a few extra days. Got, you know, didn't go home. So, you know, needed a little bit of freshening up. So I went down to the lobby or to the little gift shop and I found this soap. I found this Duke Cannon soap. And it was it smells like naval supremacy. That sounds awesome. Let me try it. Tried it. Loved it. Looked into the company. Super happy to have them on board as our first presenting sponsor. So cool to have them on board and definitely go check them out. And like I said, use the promo code BBWEXAPPEAL to get 10% off. Can't beat that. All right. So as I said, the carnivore diet. If you have been following along, we have been doing the carnivore diet for all of about two weeks and in those two weeks, had some really great results. I am I am completely satisfied with with how everything went down with the with carnivore diet. Now there is a reason I am no longer on the carnivore diet currently. Uh, I did it for about two weeks, and I was doing it for the show, and I committed to doing two weeks. A friend of ours um, actually offered myself and my wife a night out without children, which we haven't had in over six months. So that being said, now that's not you know necessarily the reason, but that was a, a, a deciding factor on I wanted to go out and enjoy time with my wife, have a couple drinks, have some good food, just enjoy each other's company, and didn't want to have to worry about you know eating this and eating that and, and being on a, on a plan. Now I'm of course still trying to eat healthy, um, still limiting my intake and, and things like that. But as far as carnivore diet, I actually dropped nine pounds on the carnivore diet. So great results. I felt, you know, I felt good, felt energetic. Um, of course, I've been drinking my gallon of water every single day. Um, I've got my 64 ounce. I'll, I'll post a picture of it on the, the, um, on the Instagram. If you haven't gone on Instagram, please do that. Um, Instagram at Wex Appeal Podcast. Go check it out. I'm posting content on there, uh, trying to post there a lot. I'll post a picture of my water bottle so you can see. I've got all sorts of stickers on it, you know, people that I'm that that I like right now. But um, so drinking a lot of water, um, so losing water weight. Obviously, anytime you do a, a caloric deficit or you're you're eliminating eliminating carbs and things like that, you're gonna lose some weight. So I ended up losing nine pounds. Overall, pretty happy. And like I said, I called it after two weeks. The one thing I can say about it is I did find that I it, it got a little. I don't want to say boring, but the food, like I'm not a very original cook. 
I'm not actually very a good cook at all. And since my wife wasn't doing this diet, I wasn't going to force her to make food, you know, or, or ask her to make food for me. Force her to make food. That just sounds weird. Um, I don't force my wife to do anything. If you know my wife, you know that's absolutely 100% true. Um, <laughs> but I'm not a very good cook. I'm not a very original cook. You know, salt, pepper, throw a couple seasonings on it and throw it in the air fryer and hope it comes out okay and it's edible. That's what some of the steaks came out like. I'd, you know, slice them up, throw some seasoning on it. And, you know, it, it was passable. It was, it was okay. Um, but I am no gourmet chef by any stretch of the imagination. So anybody who's looking to hang out with me and, and want a, you know, really good meal, uh, the only way you're getting it is if we go out to eat. That's that's the only way. I, I don't necessarily cook well. <laughs> I, I cook sufficiently, but not well. I can follow instructions. I can follow recipes, but I don't have the patience necessarily to do that. And generally for me to go and cook and cook something based off of a recipe, I end up spending more money going to Publix and buying things to put into this recipe than I would if I went out to eat at wherever. So just go out and do that. Um, so this carnivore diet, I, not to say I won't go back to it at some point. Um, I, I liked it. It's, it's definitely interesting. Got some, funny feedback from you know some of the people that i talk to um in my day job when i tell them oh i'm only eating meat look at me crazy but i did it it's cool i like it i'm a fan so what other big things are going on this week so as you heard in the teaser the crossfit games are here now this is a day we if you're not a crossfit person i get it you're going to try and tune out here don't because you're going to want to hear this. Um, so the CrossFit games are here. And just to recap, normally what happens is they take 40. Last year it was a lot more. But I'm going to say generally 40 athletes, 40 men, 40 women. And they take them to Madison, Wisconsin. And they all compete in about 10, I think 12 to 15 events to crown the fittest on earth. Last year was crazy because of a whole bunch of other things that were going on. Um, they brought all the national champions. So there was like 130 to 150 athletes and they cut and cut and cut and cut all the way down to like 10. But generally there's a lot of athletes competing this year because of COVID they actually did the eliminator, um, online and they did this eliminator and eliminated it down to five people. So there's going to be five athletes for the men, five athletes for the women, all going to where CrossFit really started and the CrossFit game started, which is in Aromas, California, which is on a ranch owned by, uh, and if you don't know who he is, because you don't know CrossFit, his name is Dave Castro. If there was anybody I could tell you, he is kind of like the villain everyone loves in the CrossFit community because he comes up with these horrible tests to just destroy you. But everybody loves him because he puts together an amazing event and you watch it and you're like, this, this is awesome. This is fun to watch. Um, so it's a love hate relationship. I would tell you anybody that says they hate Dave, Dave Castro really probably loves Dave Castro. Um, I've met the guy actually twice, nicest guy in the world, but he's a former Navy SEAL. So he can come off as kind of like, like a jerk, super nice guy, like really nice guy. Um, so I loved working with him at the CrossFit games when I was a volunteer out there. I mean, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him, but I did get to meet him a couple times and both, both times he was could not be nicer um and and more uh welcoming to to everybody to to the games 
So the CrossFit game schedule. So if you've never watched CrossFit before, I'm going to challenge you this. You hear people talk about it, and and they talk about CrossFit, and people say it's a cult. People say, oh, these are fanatics and, and whatever. And it's true. There are certain elements to it where it's kind of like Fight Club except the opposite. The first rule of CrossFit is you always talk about CrossFit. Um, and I get that. That's one of the, the, the things that people talk about and say as a negative to CrossFit. But I would challenge you this. If you've never watched it before in your life, you can actually go online and you can watch the CrossFit games this year. Now, the way that they've done this is they, they've done a, a, a schedule. So the games actually happen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it's going to be a three-day event. So the first time that you can go and watch it, and I've got to go and look at the times. I'm going to venture to say that this is all Pacific time. Um, so no matter where you're listening to this, if you go off Pacific time, um, I'm pretty sure that's what we're going off of because everything is based out of Aromas, California, which is on Pacific time. So 8 to 9.30 a.m. on Friday is going to be the first event. So if you're on the East Coast, add three hours, 8, 9, 10, 11. So 11 to 12.30, you're going to get your first event for for the, um, the CrossFit Games. You can go on games.crossfit.com. You could probably also go to their Facebook, CrossFit Game, you know, the CrossFit Games on Facebook. But if you've never watched CrossFit before at all in your life, go check it out. Watch it. There's a joke in CrossFit saying that nobody has ever joined CrossFit by watching the CrossFit Games. Most people actually watch CrossFit Games and go like, wow, this is super incredible that these people can do this thing. But the reason CrossFitters like the CrossFit Games so much is because we can look at them doing a workout. Now, granted, these people are the fittest people on earth. And I would rival anybody that says that they're not fit or that there's other professions or anything that's fitter. These guys are fit. They're super fit. And Matt Fraser... Um, for non-CrossFit people is the Kobe Bryant of of CrossFit as far as winning championships. I mean, he is a, he's the four-time fittest man on earth. There was one that came before him that won four times as well, which is Rich Froning, considered the Michael Jordan. You can get the reference there. Um, but he's just dominant. So he goes in and he just crushes. Tia Claire Toomey on the women's side, same thing. She goes in, just crushes. She's been the champ for the past three years. So they're going to go and compete in Aromas against four other competitors. Now, the reason, like I said, the CrossFitters like watching CrossFit games is because we can do the same workouts as these professional athletes. And we feel the same way. We may not be as good at it. But we can, you know, if... if they're doing a workout. Um, they actually did a workout in stage one called Friendly Fran, which is um, you do a thruster, which basically you take a barbell, you do a squat with it you know, in front of you, and then you stand up and you thrust that bar straight overhead, um, and then you come back down and back up, and basically you do a squat with the bar and then straight overhead is what a thruster is. If you didn't get it from that reference, YouTube, CrossFit, thruster, they'll show you. Um, and then what we call a chest to bar pull up. So then they do chest to bar pull ups. So you are hanging from the bar, just like you would do a pull up, except instead of just bringing your chin over, you bring your chest to touch the actual bar. It's called a chest to bar pull up. A little bit harder than a regular pull up. So we can watch them do this and the fittest on earth of doing, I mean, Matt Fraser did it in 308, world record, phenomenal, in insane time. I'm not gonna come anywhere near 308. 
But what I can say is the fastest that I'm going to do it, Matt Fraser and I are going to feel about the same after that workout is over, gasping for air, <laughs> near death. He'll probably recover a lot. You know, probably he will recover a lot faster than I will. But I can, I can understand how that feels. Now, the thing that's different about CrossFit as a sport when you're looking at it is that, okay, I can go out and do that. I can go out and try and clean a heavy barbell or, or deadlift uh, X amount of weight, and I know how it feels to do those movements. Whereas I can't say the same thing for if I watch professional football. Um, I can go out and play football in the backyard with friends and that sort of thing, but it's never going to be quite like the actual sport itself, throwing on pads, playing on a team, plays and all that sort of thing. It, it, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Baseball, same thing. Basketball, you can kind of go out and play and, and feel a little bit of the same. But CrossFit, there's a, there's a singularity of, of heart with the people watching it versus the people that are competing in it and that we're all athletes in the same sport. They're just really, really good at it, and we're not. So we like it. So we like to watch it. So that's why we like watching CrossFit. That's why we talk about CrossFit. That's why we tell everybody about CrossFit because it is a community. It is a group of people with like-minded interests who love the same thing and love to watch people do it very well. If that's a cult, then it's a cult, if that's what you want to call it. But so the times that they're going to be on for the schedule. On Friday, there's four different times. There's 8 to 9.30 a.m., which again, Pacific time, so you're looking at 12 or 11 to 12:30 um, Eastern time if you're on the East Coast like me. 11:30 uh, to one, which is I'm trying to do math in my head. 12:30, 1:30, 2:30. So 2:30 to three. So there's a, a half hour window there. So there's an hour and a half on the first block. There's a half hour, um, or sorry, hour and a half on the second block, and then there's a two to two ten. That's right, 2 p.m. to 2:10, which is going to be five to 5:10 p.m that they're gonna have an event. So obviously it's gonna be a very short event. Um, and then there's a four to 5.30, which would be seven to 8.30 Eastern time on Friday. So you've got all those events that you can log on, watch them throughout the day. And if, if you don't wanna go search online and do all that sort of thing, you can wait till Saturday. And Saturday from 10 to 12, it's gonna be on CBS, which is a huge deal for CrossFit. That is a big deal. It's out in the mainstream. People are going to get to watch it. People are going to get to see it. And it's going to be out there on, on broadcast television for the world to see and watch these athletes just do incredible things. So from 10 to 12, um, which should be 10 to 12, would be 3 to 5 um, Eastern time. No. No, what am I saying? 1, um, one, one to 3 Eastern time. Uh, I shouldn't do this math in my head. It's it's too late for me to be doing this. I'm just going to give you the Pacific times. So one and then another um, goes back online from 1:20 to 2:10 on Saturday, and then 4 to 4:40. Those are the event times for Saturday. And then on Sunday, 10 to 10:50 a.m., 12 to 12:30 p.m., and then the final event is 3 to 4 p.m., which is an hour long, so it could be a very long competition or a long event. So definitely things to look at and things to watch. So there's going to be a lot of tests. They're going to have probably about 10 to 15 different tests that they're going to put these athletes through. And we're going to get to see them really just kind of go against each other almost one-on-one -on -one, because there's only going to be five athletes. So it's going to be a pretty interesting thing to see. If you are new to CrossFit and you don't know anything about it, um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown. Okay. Ladies side. 
You've got Tia Claire Toomey. She is the fittest woman on earth for the past three years. Pretty much nobody thinks anybody can beat her. She is going to be the champ as long as she wants to be the champ. And somebody's going to have to do something ridiculous to beat her. Then you've got Brooke Wells. Everybody's favorite who wants, they want her to do well. She's an American. This is the first time an American is actually going to get on the podium in the past like four or five years. Um, so a whole bunch of people pulling for Brooke Wells. Haley Adams, she's 19. She was a rookie last year, super young, but she has the potential to be the next queen of CrossFit. Um, Katrin Davis' daughter, she is the former two-time champ. She was a two-time champ before, she was the last champ before Tia. So before Tia won the last three, Katrin won the two before that. She's in the mix, always somebody to watch. And then finally you have Carrie Pierce, who the past couple of years has been the fittest woman in America. Hasn't podiumed but she was the fittest in in america for the you know the past couple of years of the crossfit games so that's the women's side that's kind of the quick rundown on the guy's side matt fraser hands down most dominant man in crossfit he's incredible again he's going to be the champ as long as he wants to until somebody does something incredible to beat him um, or something crazy happens noah olson he finished second last year pushed matt fraser to the brink had a couple missteps. Matt Fraser had a couple missteps. Came down to the wire. Matt Fraser ended up pulling it, pulling away, winning the, for the fourth time. Noah Olson, first time on the podium, got second place. Justin Medeiros. He is a rookie. Has never been to the CrossFit Games before, but he is coming like a bat out of hell. And he is training like crazy. Anything that was, has been a weakness for him, he is he has trained it to the nth degree. He's got this driving determination for a young guy that you don't really see. And he could, kind of like Haley Adams, could be the next heir apparent to the throne for the CrossFit Games on the men's side. Then you have Samuel Quant, who had an injury last year. So that kept him out of the games and probably didn't. If he Had he gone last year, more people would know who he is. And he would have more of, a, of, of people talking about him. Um, great athlete. And then um, Jeffrey Adler is, finally rounds out the field. He is the only other... Um, he's the only person from outside of America. However, it's North America, so he is Canadian. Fittest man in Canada. Um, last year in the CrossFit Open, which is an online qualifier for the entire world to play in. You can play. I can play. But we're just not as fit as these people, so we don't qualify like they do. But we're in the same competition as them. Um, Jeffrey Adler actually was the fittest man in Canada, even though another Canadian won the entire Open for the world. He actually, based on placement, was the fittest person in Canada, even over the person who won the whole thing. Weird numbers game, but anyways, he's in the mix as well. Puts up some heavy numbers and, and some big lifts, so should be interesting to watch. So that's kind of the quick rundown of the CrossFit Games for someone who has never seen it before. I welcome you to go check it out, watch it. Again, you can find it on games.crossfit.com. You can go on Facebook and watch watch it on the CrossFit Games, their their group or their their page. Uh, go check it out there. And then, like I said, if you want to just watch it on on regular TV, you can watch it on CBS on Saturday from ten to twelve. They're gonna have a two hour block. Gonna be a good show. So go check it out. Um, CrossFit Games, if you've never seen it before, definitely worth it. We're gonna take a quick little break. Talk about a few things. And then when we come back, we are going to talk about worst case scenario and 
this new movie that I saw, I saw a preview for it today, and it had me scratching my head. Basically, what did I just watch? I watched the preview like two or three times, and the movie's called Fat Man. And when we come back, we're going to talk about it. All right, so we're going to start a new segment today, and it is called The Worst Case Scenario. How to survive in a worst case scenario. I've got a little how-to manual on how to survive different things that you could find yourself in that situation. So they're, they're kind of funny. They're kind of comical. But it's good information. So if anything else, you can say that you learned something from the Wexabeal podcast. So we're going to throw a little music in the background. And here we go with today's worst case scenario. How to fend off a shark. Seems pretty fitting. We're in Florida. Shark attacks happen. So if you're ever in a situation where you come in contact with a shark, here is how to fend off a shark. Rule number one, hit back. If a shark is coming towards you or attacks you, use anything you have in your possession, a camera, probe, harpoon gun, because who doesn't have one of those lying around, your fist to hit the shark's eyes or gills, which are the areas most sensitive to pain. Contrary to popular opinion, rule number two, make quick shark or make quick, sharp, repeated jabs in this area. In these areas, sharks are predators and will usually only follow through on an attack if they have the advantage. So, making the shark unsure of its advantage in any way possible will increase your chances of survival. Contrary to popular opinion, the shark's nose is not the area to attack unless you cannot reach the eyes or gills. Hitting the shark simply tells it that you are not defenseless. So, how do you avoid an attack? Always stay in groups. Sharks are more likely to attack an individual. Also, do not wander too far from shore. This isolates you and creates the additional danger of being too far from assistance. Also, avoid being in the water during darkness or twilight hours when sharks are the most active and have a competitive sensory advantage. Now, do not enter the water if you are bleeding. I think we all know this, but if you're bleeding from an open wound or, ladies, if it's that time of the month, a shark is drawn to blood and its olfactory ability is acute. And I'm reading this from the book. So try not to wear shiny jewelry because the reflected light resembles the sheen of fish scales. And avoid waters with known effluence or sewage. Which, I mean, seriously, who's going to want to get into sewage water? But avoid those waters and those being used by sport or commercial fishermen, especially if there are signs of bait fish or feeding activity. Diving seabirds are a good indicator of such activity. So if you see fish or you see birds diving into the water, they're going after bait fish, possibly have some sharks. Use extra caution when waters are murky and avoid showing an un any uneven tan lines. That's right. Get your tan game on point before you go to the beach and don't wear brightly colored clothing. Sharks see contrast particularly well. If a shark shows itself to you, it may be curious rather than predatory and will probably swim on and leave you all alone. If you're under the surface and lucky enough to see an attacking shark, then you do have a good chance of defending yourself if the shark is not too large. Scuba divers should avoid lying on the surface where they may look like a piece of prey to a shark and from where they cannot see a shark approaching. A shark attack is a potential danger for anyone who frequents marine waters but it should be kept in perspective. Bees, wasps, and snakes are responsible for far more fatalities each year, and in the United States, the annual risk of death from lightning is 30 times greater than from a shark attack. 
three kinds of shark attacks. Hit and run attacks are by far the most common. These typically occur in the surf zone where swimmers and surfers are the targets. The victim seldom sees its attacker and the shark does not return after inflicting a single bite or slash wound. You just hurt a lot. Bump and bite attacks are characterized by the shark initially circling and often bumping the victim prior to the actual attack. These types of attacks usually involve divers or swimmers in deeper waters, but also occur in near shore shallows in some areas of the world. Sneak attacks. These differ. The strike can occur without warning. With both bump and bite and sneak attacks, repeat attacks are common and multiple and sustained bites are the norm. Injuries incurred during this type of attack are usually quite severe, frequently resulting in death. Be aware. Most shark attacks occur in nearshore waters, typically inshore of a sandbar or between sandbars where sharks feed and can become trapped at low tide. Areas with steep drop-offs are also likely attack sites. Sharks congregate in these areas because their natural prey congregates there as well. Almost any large shark, roughly six feet or longer in total length, is a potential threat to humans. But three species in particular have repeatedly attacked man, the white shark, the tiger shark, and the bull shark. All are cosmopolitan in distribution, reach large sizes, and consume large prey such as marine mammals, turtles, and fish as normal elements of their diets. And ladies and gentlemen, that is how to fend off a shark, the worst case scenario. So I hope you enjoyed that little fun piece of information. The worst case scenario handbook is essential to anyone's reading collection. I highly recommend you going and checking it out. It's a lot of fun. It's funny to read. And uh, I just thought we'd have some fun with it and make it a regular part of the segment. You will learn something through it. I promise you that. So I talked to you a little bit in the teaser and, and in the last segment about a movie that I just got the preview for today. Uh, a, a friend of mine posted it on Facebook, and I, I watched it and immediately thought, what in the heck did I just watch? And I had to watch it again. And then once I watched it again and realized, oh, this is serious. Like, this is a real movie. This isn't, like, funny or die or anything like that. This is actually a movie that was put out or, or that's being put out. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. So it stars Mel Gibson, which, first off, I haven't seen Mel Gibson in a movie. I, I couldn't even tell you the last one that I remember seeing him in. Some of my favorite movies of his, um, of course, Braveheart, hands down one of my favorite movies of all time. He was also in a movie called Payback, which was really good. Ransom. A lot of them have kind of the same general type person um, as as. Uh, as he is, um, Payback was a very interesting movie. Uh, I've actually got a poster somewhere here. You, you know, get ready to root for the bad guy. So he was a bad guy, but he was the good guy. Great movie. It was hilarious. But he got a lot of bad press, kind of went a little crazy, did some things. But now he's in this movie. And um, he's done a couple, of, I think, small roles and things like that. But this is like a movie just based on him. The movie's called Fat Man. So first off, huh? So, I, I seriously, I was like, "What did I just? What did I just watch?" So, it starts up, and and it's 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 Mel Gibson, 
he's got this, you know, his his beard, and he's looking, you know, like Mel Gibson, a little crazy. And he starts talking, and the way he starts talking, it's like, holy crap, this dude's Santa Claus. Like, this is a movie about Santa Claus called Fat Man, and Mel Gibson is Santa. But not like your Jolly St. Nick Santa. Like, Hitman Santa. And I don't even know how they get there. I don't know. How. I'm going to post the actual trailer on the... Um, on the the Wex Appeal podcast Facebook page. If I didn't, I will go watch it. Tell me what you think. It's it's serious. So this isn't a comedy movie because at first I thought this was a comedy. Um, but it starts off with like a government agency coming to to Mel Gibson and asking him for information, and then it's you see this what I would suppose is some rich snobby kid that gets a lump of coal for Christmas and puts out a hit on Santa who's Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson is not taking any crap from any kid and goes on a rampage. I mean, there's explosions, there's guns, there's fighting, there's elves, there's reindeer. It's a Christmas movie yet again not a comedy like this is a a action movie but looks hilarious at the same time just the premise so it's very serious yet conceptually to me hilarious so tell me what you think go watch the the trailer i i have it posted on the on the facebook page check it out tell me what you think because i want to go see it 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 intrigues me mel gibson as a crazy Santa Claus, Hitman. It, insane. And, and fantastic at the same time. The other thing, and this is all due to COVID, is that uh, they pushed back the release of another movie I was super excited about that was supposed to be already out this summer, which was Top Gun Maverick. I want to see that movie. Um, there are other movies that I want to see, but that is probably one of the number one movies that I wanted to see. I went back and watched the old Top Gun. Um, Tom Cruise is a vampire. He doesn't age at all it's it's really weird because the rest of the cast looks sorry they look horrible um but he looks exactly the same just a little bit older but everybody else is aged like 50 years and he aged five it's it, it's unexplainable how good the guy looks for for his age but that's one of the movies i want to see basis of it i guess he goes back to top, top gun as an instructor and the top kid you know whoever the the hot shot is at the at the time at top gun ends up being goose's son from the original movie which that's in the preview i'm not spoiling anything for you if you read anything about it it's there so obviously you have the drama of the guy who he is i'm assuming blaming for the death of his father and they have to deal with all that so some good movies that once we actually get to go back to seeing movies i am super excited to go see um i'm looking up in my office right now and i'm seeing the matrix matrix 4 is coming out the same day as john wick 4 interesting um keanu Reeves is gonna have a double feature matrix 4 and john wick 4 so i'm looking forward to both of those and man we got some great things in the works i'm i'm excited about uh the things coming up with this podcast some of the guests that are potentially lining up to be on the podcast 
as I told you, this is a two week or a uh, two episode week. Not only are you going to get this episode that you're listening to right now, and I hope that you share on all major platforms and social media devices so that we can get the word out, but you're also going to get another bonus episode all about the CrossFit Games, more so than what I even talked about now. And I have a very special guest that's coming onto the show by the name of Mr. Tom Taylor, which if that name sounds familiar, it's because he is the reason that this podcast exists. I think I told you in the first episode, if you go back that far and go listen to it because it's a great episode. Um, Tom Taylor put out a podcast and told me how he did it. We're friends on Facebook and stuff. I started talking back and forth and kind of got me off my butt to do my own. So this is why we're here. So he's going to be on the show and I'm super excited about it. Um, already talked to him about some things that we're going to talk about on the on the preview. So if you're really big into CrossFit um, and into the CrossFit games, this is your episode. Like you are going to be dialed in for this one. We're going to give our picks on who we think is going to be the, the finishing order there's some controversy. I know some of his picks. He knows some of my picks. And we don't agree on some things, which I'm okay with because it, it adds for the drama. So definitely stay tuned. That's probably going to be Wednesday or probably Thursday. We're going to drop that before the CrossFit Games so that my picks can be in before the game starts. So you don't say, oh, well, you knew who that was going to win because you already saw some of the events. No, we're going to put it out beforehand and let them make fools of me when they prove me wrong by you know, completely flipping it. Watch Matt Frazier get fifth. Not going to happen. But, you know, things like that. Crazy things. Crazier things have happened in the world of sports. And as they say, that's why they play the game. So that's going to do it for this episode. A little bit shorter than normal. But that's okay. We're going to get you double the content this week and get you a bonus episode, which I'm super excited about. Um, once again, this episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon. I can't say it enough. They have the best soap I've ever used. I love it. It's, you know, three times larger than any regular bar of soap. So you get one bar of soap and it lasts you a, a ton of time. You can have them smell from anything from naval supremacy to a good whiskey or a bourbon. Um, they have a beer soap and, and, and it doesn't, you don't smell like an alcoholic. It just actually just smells really good. Um, my wife loves the scents. Um, I also have the cologne that's also the, the Buffalo Trace cologne, and she loves it. In fact, when I put it on and then hold the baby, she says the baby smells like me all day, and she likes that. So it's cool. It's wife approved. So if the wife approves, uh, and she's and, and here's the other thing. On a, on a totally serious note, my wife has very bad allergies. So previously, when, when you're talking about spray colognes and things like that, um, I would wear um, Calvin Klein uh, if I can think of which one it is, I got Calvin Klein Eternity, I think, whatever the basic one that everybody's had since high school. Um, so I had that because that was one that didn't react to her because of her allergies. She has a, like her whole throat and nose will close up horribly if you spray the wrong thing. Um, she's also definitely allergic to like jasmine and things like that. So you got to be very, I have to be very careful with scents and things like that no problem whatsoever with this cologne and it's not like i said it's not a spray cologne it's it's kind of a, a a wax so you just rub a little bit of the wax or the oil on your fingers rub it on your wrist rub it on your neck shirt good to go and it lasts all day and it smells amazing no allergic reactions so it's it's an awesome product and like i said before it's tested by soldiers made in the usa so if you want something that is made in america and an amazing product with an amazing support system 
that gives back to the military and the the armed forces and our men and women who serve the country serve this country it is worth checking them out so you can go to dukecannon.com and remember use the promo code bbwexappeal b b w e x a p p e a l all in caps to get 10% off your first order be a huge huge thing go do it check them out right now that's going to do it for today's show thank you guys so much and uh We'll see you soon with the uh, next episode dropping for the CrossFit Games.